Into sports. 20 yards out. Urs shoot. Don't oh, oh, what a goal for Fabinho! Wow! And get into the all-new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him. Yeah, no. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Fabregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. With Green Farm on the go. Snack smart with 100% natural protein-powered chicken bites. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power Fake crowd noise The Emirates never sounded so good Gamble responsibly Gamblingcare.ie You're welcome back Thursday's Off The Ball Nathan with you on till 10 o'clock We've Brian O'Driscoll coming up after 8 On the Lions selection Grace O'Flanagan as well To talk Irish hockey between 8 and 9 On the football show Where we'll keep a close eye On the Europa League semi-finals Between now and 9 and 10 But it's half 7 So uh, John Giles is with us Evening John so we got ourselves an all English Champions League final Chelsea against <laughs> Manchester City uh, quite a job Thomas Tuchel has done at Chelsea since he came in oh big job big job Nathan he, he seems to be one of those lads that's hard to please mm. you know you see some managers on the line and somebody misses a chance and it's unlucky in that and he's jumping around I think he demands a lot uh, and, and he's done a ter- big big job there what did uh, Don Reavy do when somebody missed a chance he wasn't too bad Nathan, he, he was no, he was okay. If you weren't trying uh, and and doing the simple things, he would he would give you right telling off. But if somebody missed a chance, for example, and uh, you know they were doing their best, he was okay. Mm. Uh, N'Golo Kante was pivotal for Chelsea last night. It's interesting they played Jorginho again, say as the deepest lying midfielder, and it was something that. Maurizio Sarri had done and that Frank Lampard had done moving Kante maybe out of what we had seen him do at Leicester and in the first few years at Chelsea and it never seemed to work but last night and under Tuchel it, it certainly seems to be working Yeah and it, it took him a bit of time to, to, to come around to him as well Nathan you know mm. I think that Kante is brilliant his attitude if you're looking at anybody to, to look at him as a professional footballer or a young lad look at Kante He's as honest as the day is long. Doesn't do anything for himself. Gets on with the job. Never gets into trouble. Uh, he's, he's terrific. I, I, I love I love Kante and I love watching him. And uh, I mean, to be fair to, to Tuchel, he, you have to know you have to get to know the players yourself. And I think he left him out a couple of times. And I think even under Frank Lampard, they played him on say right hand side of midfield. Mm. And once you're you're on right hand side of midfield or left hand side of midfield or right wing, you're constrict you're restricted, uh, Nathan, to those positions. Whereas with Kante, with the energy that he has and the, the attitude he has, you don't restrict him to any position. You put him in the middle of the field, and he's in the right hand side of midfield when he should be. He's in the left hand side of the field when he should be. So if you, if you restrict him to one position, you're losing at least fifty percent. Uh, always. Uh, to the team. Yeah. So what, what he's done now, and obviously that, it's a sign of a good manager. He sees he sees what he has, and he's playing him. And and he, and he's shone last night. Uh, night. He's terrific. Uh, you know, I'm not that keen. I'm not that sure about uh, Jorginho. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a bit bit uh, sideways passing for my liking, but he but he does compliment Kante. Well, I think any uh, midfield player hmm. would compliment Kante. He's he's the man. 
and uh, he was great last night, uh, Nathan, I think. Yeah, Jorginho is in that more restricted role. He just sort of sits there and is neat and yeah. tidy. Uh, Kante... Yeah, not, he doesn't have to do much, mm. you see. Once, once Kante is in and, and you have him in that role, then, then he wouldn't do any more than that anyway, Yeah, Jorginho. So it's Kante that does the... He does the, the really important stuff. He, well, he's defending, he's attacking, he's, he's all over the place. He's brilliant. When you watch him last night, is he is he doing a lot more in the role that Tuchel has him playing in than he was, say, even when he was with Leicester and winning the title? Uh, I don't think so, Nathan. I, I think he he, he 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 might have different players around him. Mm. Uh, but in his early days at Chelsea, when he, when when uh, when they won the league and that there a couple of years ago, he, he, he was playing in the middle of the field. Now, I, I can understand uh, uh, Tuchel doing what he's doing because you have to find the players out. You have to see uh, what they can do. And, and sometimes it's, it's easy to underrate or underestimate a player like Kante until you actually put him into the position that he's best suited to. And then you get the real, the real stuff. I thought he was. I, I think he's brilliant at any times. He doesn't play brilliantly every, day, every time he plays. But his attitude... You know, when you talk about professional football or anything, the first thing is that attitude. What's his attitude like? And if you look at any player, any player I'd have, anywhere you want to say, look at this lad. Mm. See, see what see what attitude is like. There's nothing but tries best all the time for the benefit of the team all the time. Obviously, a very different type of player to uh, say Luka Modric, who he would have been up against. But uh, in terms of his talents on the ball. How good is he? Kante? Yeah. Well, it, would, it wouldn't be as good as uh, Modric at his best. Mm. Modric at his best. I think Modric, unfortunately, has gone past his best. I think. He's, I, I love Modric as well. He's been a great player. Uh, but, no, he wouldn't be... Uh, I'd say he'd have more energy. Uh, he would win the ball a lot more than, than, uh, than Modric. But he wouldn't be quite as good on the ball as Modric. He wouldn't be as, as, as creative uh, but he would do things that Modric couldn't do. Obviously, he'd win the ball better. Uh, he'd get around the pitch a lot more. Uh, but and that would—that's what makes him great. And Modric was different in that he wouldn't be in the tackles like. Uh, but but what he did was was in a more creative sense. Yeah, uh, I was asking the question last night after the game: Was he the best midfielder in the Premier League over the past ten years? Now he's only there six years, but when you compare him to the other contenders, who are probably De Bruyne, David Silva, Yaya Toure. Is he is he in that mix? Would you have him above Conte. them? Conte, Conte, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, definitely, definitely for his energy and his go. Uh, I, I think he's more of a midfield player, an all-round midfield player than than De Bruyne, for example, mm. uh, Nathan. You know, I don't think uh, De Bruyne is an all-round midfield player. He's, he's he's a very very talented lad, and I think I might have said this before in your program that you know the position that he was in the other night where he has less responsibility in midfield, uh, I, think he's, I think it's his best position. Yeah. So he, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't be doing, he certainly wouldn't be doing anything uh, near what Kante does in the way he specialises. And obviously Kante couldn't do some of the things that De Bruyne does. Mm. You know, he wouldn't score goals like him. He wouldn't make goals like him in the position that he's in. But if you're talking about you know, dominating in the middle of the field or how to dominate a partner in the middle of the field, He'd be your man, can't he? We seem to spend every week now talking about another brilliant young English player. And Mason Mount, 
his performances over the last few weeks are right up there maybe not quite at the level of Phil Foden but not far behind uh, they've got a heck of a squad heading to the European Championship this year uh, Mount as a player how good is he and what is it about him that has put him in a position he looks like he's one of the first names on the team sheet now I, I think he's very good uh, uh, Nathan he's, he's one of the few players now and you see in the, at the top level who can actually beat a player mm. you know dribble past the player uh, Foden can do that as well, and that's, I think, what makes him stand out. But, uh, you know, Mount is quick. He can go past people. Uh, it's like when, when any team, when you get on top and you're feeding the attackers, like, they have to do something then, you know. And what you don't want is for them to pull out of it and start all over again. And that's why I, I talk about him as a trip. Once he gets it in that forward position, now he's doing his job, going past people. Foden does it as well, but I'd say Mount would be ahead of him at the moment. He's probably a little bit older, yeah. uh, but but no, he's. I think he's the real McCoy. Very good. It seems they're definitely doing something right in the English academies at the moment. When you look at the players who are coming through, whether it's Foden, Mount, Jack Grealish, uh, Jude Bellingham, they are developing the right type of footballer. Well, it looks like it, uh, Nathan. Maybe there's more kids playing. Maybe mm. at that schoolboy level, I think it'd be it would be where. Uh, the schoolboys are, 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 are either made or, or, or finished yeah. with bad coaching. You know, lads are like when the lads are coming in at 10, 11, 12, 13. That's why, you, you know, you have to have good coaching because you've got a, a really, really talented lad. Like Mount, when he was younger, probably dribbling past people, but not always going past them. Now, I, I, I've seen it before in coaching where the time he doesn't go, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Don't be trying to do that. Instead of encouraging them, they say, okay, next time, go, go past them. You know, it, I don't know what's happening in English coaching, but whatever's happening, it seems to be working, Nathan, as you say, with the young lads coming through. That's the proof of the pudding, you know? Timo Werner got a goal last night. Uh, he has cut a frustrated figure, to put it mildly, over the last while. I think the shoulders were dropping over the last few weeks. Uh, it was, wasn't the most difficult goal in the world to score, but it was an important goal nonetheless. Uh, is he the future for Chelsea? Do you think he has enough about him that he could become the maybe 20-25 goal-a-season striker they need? I think he's capable of it. Uh, with, his, with his physique, mm. uh, he's quick. He's got all those, those attributes. Uh, now he's got to show the, his temperament. You know, He's missed a few chances. His confidence has gone, has gone down. And like in my, in my experience with, with uh, strikers, they can't be afford to be too fragile mentally, Nathan. Actually, they have to be the other way around. Where the, 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 if you miss a chance, tough. Yeah. I got the next one. Or whatever way they want to think. You know, there's so many strikers in different ways. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, my, my time playing football, I played with uh, Alan Clark and Mick Jones, both uh, totally different types of characters. Mick Jones is quite a sensitive lad, very, very good player, terrific lad. But if he missed a chance, it, it would get to him. You know, or if you, right. said, if you said to Mick, come on, Mick, he's had to drop a bit, you know? Now, you got Alan Clark. If Alan Clark missed a chance, and he said, come on, Alan, he'd tell you to F off. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if there was a chance between the two of them coming up, you'd back Alan Clark to score. Right. You know, they all have different temperaments. I mean, Jimmy Greaves, I played against Jimmy Greaves a lot. He was a genius, absolute genius, Nathan. You know, he's like... Uh, uh, he scored 50 goals more than, than Alan Shearer. He, yeah. I mean, there's no, you, you know records for that now. Well, it happened was, before 1992. I'm not sure it counts, John. 
No, it doesn't count, no. So he was a genius, but on the field, he always gave the impression, and when I played against him, he wasn't too bothered, Nathan. Yeah. And apparently that's the way he was. In other words, if I miss it, tough. You know, some you get, some you don't get. But he didn't miss many, many. But if he missed one, like what I'm saying, like another lad, uh, uh, Ian Wright. Do you remember Ian Wright? Yeah, yeah. Playing for Arsenal. Now, I always noticed when Ian played for England, he seemed to be very nervous, Nathan. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the same player. He, he, you know, there was too much pressure on him. Because he, he came into the game late, which might have something to do with it, and thought, God, I'm in the England team. Now I have to score goals. And I used to find him very, very tense playing for England in relation to Arsenal. And it happens with players, you know. They all have a different approach to it. But the basic thing they need is, yeah, I'll score. I'm confident about scoring. If I miss one, tough. I'll get the next one. Whereas the lads who are not doing it, they miss it. And they're getting uptight. And I think that's what's happened with Werner. I'm just trying to explain what yeah. I think has happened to him there. Now, that that he's, he's, he's uptight. You know, there was a couple of chances, not last night or the other night. It was another match you see him in. And it's nearly tap-ins. And it's going under his legs. Or going, because it means he's tensed up too much before the ball comes to him. And, and when, when you look back at, say, the difference then between uh, an Alan Clark and a Mick Jones... Uh, Mick Jones, would he have gone through long spells where things just weren't falling from? Um, yeah, but no, it, it, Mick was good. He was a good goal scorer. Yeah. He, he, he would go through more spells than Alan Clark did. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, because Mick was a smashing lad. He was very sensitive, quite a sensitive lad, you know? Alan Clark wasn't. And I'm only explaining to those lads I played with uh, the, 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 their attitude to scoring. You know, it, like, scoring is the hardest thing in, in, in the game. Especially if your confidence is not there, Nathan. You know, you yeah. have to have that attitude. Well, some I win, some I lose, or I'll get the next one, whatever it might be. You know, some, some have it, some don't. And at the moment, uh, you know, Werner scored a good goal the other day, and I know it was only a knock-in, but at least he got in, he, he read it well to get into that particular position. Because a lot of goal scorers, whether it be Jimmy Greaves or some of these great scorers, uh, uh, Jimmy Greaves scored very few goals outside the box, Nathan. Yeah, he was. You know what I mean? You right could say, place, "Oh, right Jimmy time. Greaves again." Oh, that was only a little tap in. You know, <laughs> made it look that way. Mm. Even the simplest of chances we've seen, we've seen Werner with simplest of chances, Nathan, and he's knocked it by the keeper, or he's knocked it wide, or he's miskicked it totally. You know, so he needs. If he gets a couple of goals, scores a couple, another couple of goals now, one after the other, that confidence can come back. But it's not a good sign when the confidence goes. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess it, for the longer-term future at Chelsea, they need somebody that they can rely on that won't have those dips. Well, that's true. But they have a few, they have a few players, as we know, mm. Nathan. You know, and they spent a lot of money uh, on them. I mean, Havertz, isn't it? Now, I might yeah, Kai Havertz, Havertz. Yeah. is it Cicic? Yeah. Z-H, yeah, uh, yeah, Pulisic, Pulisic, Christian Pulisic, yeah. You know, uh, and, and Mount can get a few, but, they, but there's there's four of those lads they spent quite a bit of money on that they and they're young, Nathan. Mm. You know, they're young. Some of them the first season, and it's not easy sometimes in the first season. But um, certainly, if they get two of those gone, they they have Giroud there if they need him, who scored more goals probably than any of them. But uh, uh, you know, if those two, if they get two out of that lot coming good before the end of the season Nathan yeah. they could well win the, the Champions League 
Well, they'll play Manchester City in the final. They play them this weekend in the Premier League. Uh, if City win it, they'll win the Premier League title. Yeah. Uh, a player who maybe, I won't say goes on notice because he was with N'Golo Kante at Leicester. He was Footballer of the Year at the time and he's always been a brilliant talent. But there's so many of them at Manchester City. Riyad Mahrez had a big game against Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, like, it's, it's hard to think of many players in the Premier League whose close control is as good as Mahrez. No, I think I think he's got his confidence going as well. Mm. And I mean, he's playing on the right wing, as we know, as a left-footed player. And he's really come into his own, you know, because it's, I think it's, it, it, there's a lot of pressure on lads playing for Manchester City, where if they don't do well, they can be able to decide very, very quickly. But he's definitely grown into it, especially this season. Obviously, he's got a couple of goals behind him, but he's playing with that confidence to score the goals. I mean, even the scores that scored the other night, they weren't easy. Yeah. you know, and uh, he's making them look easy like all good players do but it looks like he's grown into the Manchester City team and deserves and in his own head I'm talking about now deserves to be there Yeah. Uh, what did you make of the City performance overall? Um, I, I wasn't that impressed um, overall considering uh, they won uh, Nathan I thought in the first half against Paris Saint-Germain in the first half hour they weren't good at all and now I expect City to be into them into them into them it didn't happen and Paris Saint-Germain had a few chances actually mm. I think. Uh, there was one in particular where the goalkeeper uh, uh, Edison played it out to Godungan is that his name? Godungan yeah, yeah and he missed he lost it and Di Marie took it off him and mm. Di Maria had a great chance with his left foot to chip it into the back of the net with the goalkeeper was out of the goals and, and made a mess of it. And then they hit the, the crossbar, and it wasn't City getting tight on them at all. Uh, but the game was changed, as, as we know, with the, actually from the kick out and the goalkeeper, brilliant ball down, down the left-hand side uh, to, 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 the, to the left-back and finished up with Maris scoring out, out against the run of play, I thought. So I wasn't impressed with them, Nathan. Uh, it really in the first half, although they 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 they, they did they did score, but it, and in the second half, Paris Saint Germain were professionally dreadful. They lost their head, yeah. kicking people. I think they had four players, uh, uh, either red card. Well, one was red card, and three others yellow carded. Mm. They lost it all. Instead of sticking and playing professionally and trying to get back in the game, so the chances they had in the first half they didn't take. And uh, it was all City after that. All our football coverage on Off the Ball is with thanks to Paddy Power for information and responsible gambling. Visit gamblecare.ie. Uh, you mentioned the Ederson pass uh, for the uh, for the goal. Uh, I'd say mm. you haven't seen too many keepers who have a range of passing like that. None. <laughs> None, Nathan. Actually, didn't he play one last year? Yeah, he did, yeah. One of the matches to the, to the centre-forward. Absolutely brilliant. I forgot which match it was. Uh, but he's capable of doing that. But, but, but what I found about, well, just looking back on, on, on the downside for City, mm. uh, Nathan, uh, they've nobody really in the middle of the field to control the game. You know, I thought Ferrandino the other night was absolutely brilliant at what he does. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of Gundogan. I think he's okay. When he was scoring goals, it was, it, obviously he deserved to be in the team. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm talking now as a midfield player, Nathan. He's very predictable, in, in my opinion, of getting it and passing it sideways. And not, you know, but nothing that can get a grip of the game and make a pass that's going to really, really create. When they play against, even now, when, when they play against um, 
uh, Chelsea. Mm. I can't see them with what they have there, control in the middle of the field, to be quite honest. I know it's matches ahead, you don't really want... But I, 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 don't, I don't see them in, in that position, in, having anybody in that position. Bernardo Silva can't do that. No, he plays more forward. He's very good as well. Mm. He can dribble, he can beat people, he can do what he's good at. You know, I don't think the Brian is, is capable of doing that in the middle of the field, to be quite honest, to control it. He does very, very good things at different times, like he did the other night, but he's not, he's not going to be controlling the game. I mean, for example, I think if they played uh, uh, Chelsea tomorrow, yeah. I think Chelsea would control, with the teams that they had out the other night, City, I think Chelsea would control the middle of the field, Nathan. Right. They obviously left Rodri on the bench, and they generally only play one of Fernandinho or Rodri in the middle of midfield. Yeah. If they played the two of them together, would you have that control? Is Rodri that player? No, no, he's not. He's not Nathan. He's he's a good all round player, uh, and he gets it. He's good A to B man. I call him. You know, mm. but but he, he doesn't beat players. He doesn't go past people. Like if you look at his at his stats, and I not don't agree a lot with, about stats. How many goals does he actually make? How many goals does he score? Yeah, you know, like okay, he gets it and he gives it and he gives it and he gives. But you ha- you need somebody in there to really control it. You know, get on the ball and I mean the the the, um, the young Chelsea player is the best I've seen. And whether they put him in the team or not, Billy Billy Gilmore. Yeah, he ha- he hasn't really been involved in the last while. No, they haven't played him, but he's the best I've seen uh, at doing what's needed to be done. Now, he might be a bit young, they don't want to put him in, but he's the one that has the ability to do it. Jorginho doesn't have that, that to do it in Chelsea. I mean, they, they, again, you get back to Kante. Kante does it in in his own way. Yeah. You know, he, he wouldn't do it like a Modric, but he still controls the middle field with his energy and that. But I, I don't see City, that's, if, if I had fear for them, if I was supporting them, uh, playing Chelsea, I'd be a bit a bit worried about that position. Would you worry about the pressure on their shoulders as well? They'd be strong favourites. They've never won the Champions League. It feels as though it'll be the crowning glory of the Pep Guardiola project. Was that one of the reasons for the slow start on Tuesday night? And, and even in that first leg as well, they gave Paris Saint-Germain plenty of chances. Well, you wouldn't. Ex- they don't normally do it, Nathan. Mm. And I wouldn't put it down to the occasion. Definitely not. I don't know what it, why it was, but I wouldn't put it down to the occasion. You know, these guys are, are, are experienced professional players now. Nathan. And, and when you're a professional footballer, these are the things that you have to do. Mm. You know, like, there's no point in being a professional footballer if you're playing in, say, well, a big term, oh, you know, I'm a bit scared of this. I mean, the, 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 the pros that I knew uh, were, were looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, like all professional footballers, myself included, had, had a, 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 an attitude that, a bit of a show off attitude, Nathan. Not in a bad you way. a big occasion. But you, you look forward to it. Yeah. And, and, and the attitude was, I want to show people how good I am. But again, not, not to be selfish, but like to be really professional, to do it in the right way. In other words, not nervous about the occasion. You want to be there. You want to do it. Because that's what you, when you're a kid, I know myself and all the players I talk, you dream about that when you're a kid. Yeah. And, and, and funny enough, Nathan, when, when you, you're, you're in that occasion of going to Wembley, you don't, you don't be there unless you've come through the youth policy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't you've suddenly go from being a 14 year old going yeah. into a, a cup final. You have to have big matches uh, at your level, now, whether it be the youth cup or the, the playing in the central league, that where you have to do it. You know, so that, that's a trend. In other words, you'd be found out before you got a chance of playing in a cup final if you didn't have the temperament to do it. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll have plenty of time to look ahead to that Champions League final over the coming weeks. Uh, we are unfortunately out of time, John. Uh, we're going to be doing live commentary of Manchester United Liverpool next Thursday, so we might chat about what happened at Old Trafford ahead of that next Thursday evening, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Well done, Nathan. All right, great stuff, John. Thank you. We'll talk bye to you next bye. Thursday. Say so we'll have that game live, the rearranged uh, Manchester United Liverpool game on next Thursday night's show. Uh, going to take a quick break, and we got Brian O'Driscoll coming your way after eight o'clock. Football on off the ball with Paddy Power. Fake crowd noise. The Emirates never sounded so good. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie.